There's no doubt that Jesus said something pretty strong about confidentiality and giving. But often we act as though that's sort of all he ever said and what we lose is the idea of accountability for giving. And it's an important balance and principle that we'll talk about today on Beyond the Notes. Let's deal with this right away because uh, it is it is a, a foundational passage that has to do with giving. It is in the heart of the Sermon on the Mount, and we're going to be looking at uh, Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. And again, the context is, is the near the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is speaking, and he says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Now, before I even read on, notice that he's talking about your, your motive. That be careful living out your faith in public in order to make a performance. If your goal is to make a performance, your, your reward will dwell in the, in the realm of affirmations like you get for a performance. He goes on. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. They, they, they went for big public affirmation and they got it. But when you give to the needy, do not, your, no, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. This passage is sometimes seen as, as teaching a sort of a, a, a radical ethic of confidentiality in giving. Um, but he's talking about a specific sort of gift in a specific sort of setting. The uh, NI, I mean, the ESV does a really good job of expanding the word there to giving to the needy. Here's what he's talking about. If you become aware of an individual that's got a need, uh, you know, they need, I don't know what, what, what it could be, and you engineer your response, you feel that God wants to use you to, to help meet that need, then the, the best course for you is to try to find a way to meet that need, but in a sneaky way, so that when that need ends up being met, the person whose need was met has got nobody to thank except Jesus. You, you met the need, and, and, and they don't even know. They don't know where that, where that bag of groceries came from. They don't even know where that, that bill somehow got paid. They don't, they don't even know how that problem was, was made to go away, except that it had something to do with, with the love of Jesus. Maybe leave him a note saying, we did this for you because we love you in Jesus' name, but don't sign the note and don't use your own handwriting. And, and honestly, it's a, it's a terrific discipline to be clever in the way that you let God use you to meet people's needs that you become aware of 
in a way that leaves them no one to thank but Jesus. The theme of these verses is leave them no one to thank but Jesus. Do not make a performance out of it. Yes, I took care of that. Oh, such a big deal I am. If you do that, probably people will still appreciate it. My, it was nice of you to meet that need. You might get some pats on the back and some attaboys or girls, but that'll be it. And don't look for any, any heavenly reward for that. Instead, be secret, leave them no one to thank but Jesus. Does the New Testament go forward with that sort of teaching of, of ironclad anonymity for all giving? Well, in fact, it doesn't. Uh, another counterexample from the ministry of Jesus is the story in Mark 12 of, of the widow and her tiny gift. The widow and her, her might. And it's in the back paragraph, the last paragraph of Mark chapter 12. You might know the story. It goes like this. And he sat down opposite the treasury. He's in the temple. And the treasury was a, a public giving point in the temple where people would walk up publicly and give. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Right away, notice, he didn't say, wow, there should be a tent around this or some sort of cover. Nobody should know what's going on here. He's, he did not mind correcting behaviors in the temple. <laughs> not a bit. He does not correct the manner of giving here, which was not private. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and he said to them, I can't talk about what this woman is giving because it's so confidential. Mm, no, he did quite the opposite. He said, truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance. She, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Now, Jesus would have known either way. I get that. He kind of is... is uh, Omnipotent, I mean, omniscient. But nowhere in that paragraph is there any shred of thought of the, the sheer and ironclad confidentiality of what a person gives. It would have been an opportunity for Jesus to reinforce that. And this is giving in a worship setting. Hmm. Further in the book of Acts, uh, Early in the life of the church, when the, the church was just getting off its feet in Jerusalem, this is within just probably months, at most maybe a year of the ascension. It's the end of Acts chapter 4. Now, the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. This is Acts 4, beginning in verse 32. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. They had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. And there was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. Now, this is not to say that I mean they, they, they went home to their houses. They had houses. This is people who, who looked at the excess of God's grace and said, I can, I can be used of God with that excess to meet needs. And they were doing that. And they laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, that's his name, who was also called Barnabas, 
which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold the field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, yes, the book of Acts is inspired by God. But Luke wrote this, and he wrote it decades later. And the story of Barnabas's generosity was there for Luke to pick up and enfold as part of the narrative that he was writing. Uh, Joseph is, is from Cyprus. His name is Joseph from Cyprus. He's going to continue. He's going to turn up again and again in the book of Acts. The nickname Barnabas, son of encouragement. Bar is son of, Nabas is encouragement. They would have heard that as sort of encouragement boy. Bar Barnabas the encouragement boy. And part of what made Barnabas the encouragement boy was the way that he sacrificially gave. Sacrificially, but not secretly. So, Pastor Russell, what are you saying? Are you about to start publishing giving records on the church's webpage? Nah, I'm not advocating that. What I'm advocating is that we not have such a hang-up about secrecy that we can't speak openly about giving. And we can't encourage each other openly about giving. That we can't make conversation about giving a part of our discipleship as we do with other spiritual disciplines. In too many times, in too many places, at least in my very churched history, giving has been such a taboo based on a misunderstanding of Matthew 6 and a failure to understand the whole counsel of God, where throughout the New Testament, various generous people are, are spoken of favorably by name. I've given you two, the widows of Might and Barnabas and his great act of generosity. So, when you're giving to meet a need, be really, really sneaky. But when you're giving in support of what God is doing, don't worry as much about confidentiality. Instead, pray to grow in generosity. Well, by now, I hope that you are sharing and liking and subscribing and all the other verbs that one does to a podcast one likes regarding our various programs here on the McGregor Podcast. And we will look forward to being with you again on Beyond the Notes.